Hello and welcome to the third mini-episode of The Invisible Principle. If you have been following along, uh, where today we get to talk about one of my favorite fucking characters. But before that, I would like to say that I am the eternally young Brennan Lumsden. <laughs> and I am the forever distant Andrew. I don't know. Apparently. Yeah. Andrew just hates me right now. Yeah, he's I just do. done. Yeah, I'm bringing this to the show. Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> he just helped me move, and he's sick of hearing my life. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck this, yeah. fucking fuck. And he's like, I don't want to game with you tomorrow. We spent so much our, time. We spent so much time gaming last night. Our work relationship. We're recording we did, podcasts today. Yeah, we're just. You're just sick of me. You're sick yeah. of my ass. Yeah. Tough. I lived with you for two and a half years. That was enough. Actually, it was more. Than it was that. longer than that. Yeah. We lived together for a long time. I think about that often. I'm like, we lived together for like seven years. Yep. Good looking for you. This is going to be like a whole minute and a half you can just cut right out. Nah, this is character <laughs> development. They're like, if you listen to the mini episode... From episode <laughs> That's where the seven, lore happens. That's where the lore drops happen. You can just hear the lore. It's yeah. like they finally just got a secret origin of us. Mini shows cool. is the lore They're drop. important. They're fucking important. Which is why you have to emphasize those little stories, okay? Yeah. And sometimes, according to Kirkman, he decided to write a bunch of little stories. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, yeah, in this one, he... Uh, nice segue there. Uh, <laughs> He wrote a couple of volumes of the Brit. We're going to talk about them in order, of mm-hmm. course. The first one, I don't remember the name, um, so I'm calling it the one shot. Yeah. Um, and the first thing immediately that surprised me was that a, he's back with Tony Moore. Yep. On art, um, it's a little Walking Dead reunion, or they may have been doing Walking Dead at the same time. It might have been around the same time because um, then the art kind of changes abruptly. Yeah. Um, but the first thing that really surprised me was that it was black and white. Yeah. 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 That it's shocked a, me at first, actually. Little, it's a little weird. Like, Brit's kind of a funny book because, like, w- like, what's Brit? He's a spin-on Captain America. He's like the, su- yeah. the super, he's yeah. like the, the super serum kind of trope where, like, soldier, you know, for the American greater good, like, gets injected with this experimental serum. He's British, actually. Oh, he's British. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's right. He's the Brit. Yeah. No, he's also named Brittany. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, yeah, he's British, my bad. I always forget that. I It's not talked about very often. It's a brilliant book. If you up. blink and you miss it, kind yeah. of thing. I you'll, think you don't find that out until the last volume. Yeah, you'll actually. read him as, like, as American sometimes if you don't remember. Yeah, him. it's because he looks like Old Man, he looks like Old Man Logan. Yeah. <laughs> and, which, to be fair, Old Man Logan came out years later. Um, you just shattered but, my fucking mind right now because I forgot he's British. But he has the, uh, yeah, but he I'm has, like, <laughs> the backstory-ish of Captain America. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super serum soldier, you know, and then he's, like, fights in World War One, World War Two, all the other wars, and, like, he's a major player, works for, like, the yeah. Earth Defense, whatever that is. So, like, he's basically, like, one of Cecil's, like, right-hand guys when you need someone to, like, come in and take care of some shit. Yeah, he's, so like... the origin, I think, of Cecil. Yeah, he's, like, Cecil. the... Definitely the origin of Donald. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, that's basically that's basically the Brit's power says he's invulnerable and he ages slowly. Yeah, and like the thing is, for a guy that ages really slowly too, I mean, he's like what? He's got to be just under a hundred ish. The first time we see him, he's in his mid to late nineties for sure. Yeah, and like, he's like he's he's active. He first gets his powers in uh, right before World War One, and I think he's like eighteen or nineteen then. Yeah, we're, when, we, when we see him now, he's basically super spry, like, old fucking cap <laughs> yeah. from the end of Endgame. Yeah, so yeah. he's easily he, he's easily late 90s, early 100s yeah. throughout this. And he looks like he's, in a, he's a spry 60. Yeah. Like, super spry, really fit, like, 60. Um, and that being said, like, there's not tons of weight 
and stuff going on in these volumes. No, it's just um, not a deep story. There's, <laughs> like, in this first volume, it's the coolest part is that, like, the first villain that he takes down can control people and makes, like, a human mech. Like, yeah. a mech made out of humans. Um, which is kind of neat. Other than that, like... It's a weird character. There's some weird sex scenes, because Kirkman has some weird sex issues. Yeah, right? Like, this, these were all written around a time where I think he I think he was just, like, really horny. Just sexually frustrated. Like, and, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand Kirkman is a guy that fucks. And, pe- like, people fuck, okay? And, like, fucking is a thing adults do. And I think he was working real hard on these, like, four or five books he was writing for Image. He was trying super hard to impress, like, Jim Lee. <laughs> 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 and, like, uh, fucking Todd McFarlane. Uh, and he was like, oh, man. He's like, Rob, Rob Liefeld, just, like, right up his ass with, like, you better make it good. You better make it fucking readable. You better... And, you know, so he's like, just everybody's horny in this fucking thing. You can draw feet. You think you're better than me? Yeah, he's like, I see you draw feet, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't yeah. know what that accent is, but, yeah. I think that's my Rob Liefeld. But, no, like, that's, that's basically... I don't know what he sounds like. That's basically it. Like, he's, he's a... He's a super-powered secret agent. And yeah. he runs the secret agent storyline where he wants to leave, and they're like, no, you can't leave. And he's That's like, true. well, he's guess like, what? I can't anyway. He's like, I'm going to retire, and you can't stop me. And they're like, what? He's like, I'm the Brit. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, the, the big takeaway that I had from this book was that the Brit, was that the Brit, was Brit seemed bored. Yeah. And, like, he wanted to move on because he just had been doing it for so he's long. retired. Yeah. This is, like, his last mission-ish. Like, yeah. This is when he retires. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you get, like, good stuff with Donald, good stuff with Cecil, you know, you get to see, like, the Earth Defense Matrix, or the fuck it's called, like, be, like, in its foot, whatever it's, whatever it's yeah. called, like, the, the base of the Global Defense Network. Yeah, it, it's, it's in his infancy, like, Cecil's not even in the first volume, like, I, he's not in the second yeah. volume either. Um, we don't see him actually until the last volume. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we see Cecil in this book. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. But after the one shot, you move into uh, Out of the Cold, um, which is still black and white, still Kirkman and Moore. Um, and it's, you know, him coming out of retirement, being dragged out of retirement. Um, black and white, too. Right? Yeah, and it's still, that's the thing. It's still like, black and white. Um, I, re-read, I reread, like, my volumes of it, and it's not black and white. Oh, all the volumes I have. Oh. I've seen them in her black and white. Yeah. Mine, mine are colored. Oh, weird. Hmm. Yeah, because I remember you mentioned that, and I was like, I kind of remember that. Yeah, like, no, the only volume really. of Brit that I've read that's colored is the last one. Oh, all of mine are colored. Oh, that's weird. The three I got, they're colored. That is bizarro. I will check them out sometime. Um, hey, I bizarro hate you. But, yeah, bizarro <laughs> hate you too. Oh. Um, but yeah, and out of the cold, like it's him doing the typical like getting dragged out of retirement story. Yeah. Um, the coolest nice thing about job. it is that is like more the personal stuff like he has he has some weird interactions with his ex-wife um which conflict with like his current stripper wife um when Jason Statham is in his late 50s to early 60s this is going to be oh hell yeah this is going to be the role he plays that would be great actually <laughs> right I've just thought of that um, whoa but like we also get a look into um a, a big character from Invincible we get a big look into Donald's life Donald's um, awesome okay two yeah. thumbs up for Donald yeah, I think I think in this book is actually where they reveal that Donald's an android. Yeah. <gasps> okay, yeah. people in like people in the comic book will know this, but like they haven't revealed it in the show. Yeah. Because uh, I have a theory of what they could do for that. Yeah. Yeah, because they'll like reveal that he's back and be like, "How's Donald back?" He's like, "Oh, I'm like 
the cyborg. Or yeah. this will be the origin. He of went Donald. to Tahiti. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like when they do season two of the show, they're gonna be like, "This is Donald being rebuilt now. This is how he became one." Yeah. Oh, that could be cool. Um, but yeah, and then we find, like that—that's the big takeaway from the second volume. Like to be honest with you, is Donald is is Donald oh, is that yeah. he's an android? Yeah. Um, real great. interesting stuff. Like because again, it's just like his other volumes. It's like his take on. Like the secret agent tropes. Yeah, and like a shield trope kind of. Yeah, thing. on like a super agent, like like a James Bond with powers and yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like just like in those books, when they want to retire, the agency inevitably wants to hunt him down and study him. Yeah. And then like and then you know in the sequel movie he gets dragged out of retirement because they threaten his family or some stupid thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, it gets a little predictable, but there are like really cool things about it and like how it ties into the greater Invincible story. Um, plus, I mean, they are really good. They're really well written. Like, I definitely yeah. recommend reading, like, all of them, actually. Like, yeah. all of them are pretty interesting. I would say that where, like, Tech Jacket was a nice fever dream idea and, like, Capes was, like, a nice, like, well, maybe Capes, Capes is more the fever dream idea. <laughs> and, like, Tech Jacket was kind of like a... Always wanted to, like, write a style book like that. But where I feel like Kirkman's real, like, voice... And like style is really followed through with Brit, or like with Brit, you can tell he put a little more love and time into. Or I think he was like either Invincible is gonna be the book that takes off, or it's gonna be this one, because you can tell yeah. like there's more flushed out characters and like there's more characters from like I don't know that I remember from Brit than I remember from these other books. Oh yeah, for like sure. even though he has like that, he has like his his newborn son who like they reveal has autism. Yeah, and then like his like super. I don't. I don't think they reveal that. I think they reveal that in Invincible. I don't think that's revealed in these because I didn't read anything about it. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh. because like he's he's like not even talking yet at the end of volume four. He's like not even a toddler. Yeah, where did I get that from? Because like I must be in Invincible when he. I remember that too, but I'm pretty sure that's in either Invincible or or Guarding the Globe. Maybe it's probably Guarding the Globe. Yeah, to be honest, which we'll get to. That'll probably be episode four. Mini episode four. <laughs> yeah, which should be like way down the line. Which will be a little ways. I won't yeah. reveal like it's it, we can't reveal when Guarding the Globe becomes a thing, and then when Invincible yeah. Universe, the comic book becomes a thing. But it's like it's become certain things unfold yeah. where you're like, oh, yeah, exactly. You know? um, but then like um, like those are the big takeaways for probably two and stuff. Yeah. And then we move on to red, red, white, black, and blue, mm-hmm. um, which for me was still black and white. Um, Tony Moore is no longer the artist on it. It's Cliff Rathburn, mm-hmm. which I believe also did some Walking Dead art. Yeah, he's not bad, actually. And, like, yeah. I don't know, he's okay. Visually, it was a very soft change. My, my voice cracked there. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very soft change from Tony Moore. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a yeah. drastic difference. I think that, uh, the thing I like is that Brit is consistent, and I think that's, like, it's nice that even though it changes articles, it doesn't feel like the book changes drastically, you know? Yeah. Because it's, like, although it's a pretty basic bone story, but it's enjoyable. Like, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of good voice to the characters. Yeah, and in in this volume, he's I believe he's working for the government again. Yeah, um, they foil an alien invasion against France, and actually, Invisible shows up in this. Cool. Yeah, yeah. he's in a panel or two. Um, but this is where we see Donald's origin, where we hear Donald's origin, mm-hmm. and we'll find out how he became a mandroid. <laughs> Donald's awesome. Yeah, Donald's dope. I love Donald. He's Donald great. is fantastic. Um, and yeah, this is. One of the big things that happens, and for me anyway, that happens in the, this book is that we find out Donald's origin. Yeah, that's the big like, oh, because then Donald's like a consistent like liaison character, like for Invincible. Yeah, like I don't know. Donald's important in in the Invincible yeah. books, like. And then like I know like 
we recently, when we were, like, if you were listening to the last episode of this, um, Invincible is, like, off-planet dealing with stuff with his dad yeah. at this point, right? So, like, the reason that Brit's so important and these characters are so important is because when we cut back to Earth to see, like, what was going on when Mark was away, it was, like, there was, like, a, a planetary problem, like, a fucking, like, a a large crisis event like fucking villain was like about to fuck with everything and they had Cecil or Cecil had to call everybody in so like the capes get called in tech jackets fucking there yeah you know Eve is there the guardians of the globe are there the you know fucking and Brit shows up yep. black Samson comes back and like it's all the extended characters from Kirkman's universe and all the books that frankly didn't take off really yeah. You know, they had their run and then they kind of just didn't keep going in an image and then they all ended up showing up in invincible and this is like I think that them showing up in this big fight kind of emphasizes that. that yeah. Like, it's like, okay, well, here, here's everybody you, you might see, you know, yep. that isn't invincible, you know, including Bulletproof, who shows up, and he becomes pretty important later, too, so. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. It, you're exactly right. That's kind of the feel that you get is that he tried a bunch of different things. Like, mm. like I said, like, this was his take on, like, the super spy trope. Like, yeah. In Tech Jacket, it's his take on that generic anime... Power Armor. Yeah, Power Armor storyline. Um, and then in Capes, it's his, you know, another another crack at the superhero yeah. genre from a different angle. Yeah, twist. Like, um, what if it was a 9 to 5 gig? And then yeah. in the future, like, future ones, we see him, we see his take on, on werewolves and yep. a song to Wolfman. Oh, man, I can't um, wait till we talk which about that. Which that'll be a few episodes, yeah, I think. I like, do have to admit, too, like, after rereading these, like, re- and, like, rereading these three books, it made me excited to reread the astounding wolfman because yeah. I actually really like the astounding yeah sorry wolfman. the astounding wolfman yeah yeah but like like thinking back now that's the cream of the crop of these of these four different like like yeah. areas that's the like, longest running dude. yeah it has like four volumes because like people dug it they're like werewolf yeah. superhero is fucking cool yeah I'm pretty sure it runs longer than Brit yeah I would gladly do a fucking wolfman cosplay like, I, like yeah. for sure that'd be fun that would be actually pretty cool right um, and actually we see we see the astounding wolfman uh, Invincible and Tech Jacket in Volume Four of the Bread. Yep, they all show up in Volume Four. It's pretty um, cool. Which is not by Kirkman, it's by Bruce Brown. Uh, I uh, missed Rathburn's still on art though, and I, for me it was in color. It's because I skimmed Bird a little bit. I think I missed that because that would have been really cool to be like, oh fuck yeah, they're they're all. Yeah, here. it was a couple of uh, it was a couple of issues in this uh, in this last volume when they're like hopping through time. Uh, okay, yeah. and dimensions and stuff because the teleporter they're using gets a concussion. Just teleporting them around, um, but yeah, the fourth volume for me is definitely the weakest. Yeah. Um, in these, over the course of these last three mini episodes, um, this little mini series on the extended verse, we, it's time and time again. As soon as Kirkman stops writing, the book kind of stops being good. Yeah, it's like Kirkman has a certain voice he gives to these properties that when he hands it out to a buddy, they just they don't. I feel like they all kind of miss the point. Yeah. It, the character always ends up feeling a little hollow yep. and stuff after, for sure. Um, and just, like, it seems like they add some things that are kind of, like, too tropey without changing it. Like, the the villain for the fourth volume is his evil brother, yeah, his evil half-brother. Yeah, and, I remember and that his bit. half-sister, who has pretty much the same power set, only super strength as well, um, and doesn't age. Yeah, um, is there with them and like in this volume we get the official origin uh, multi-page origin of Brit and his family yeah um, but the real thing that you need to know about this volume is that he knocks out his brother by using his child as a club 
Um, because he finds out that his yeah. <laughs> when he's trying he's trying so desperately to save his son, and because he doesn't have super strength, that's the most he touching. can't rip. Yeah, that, it's the most touching moment in like the entirety of it. In like the entirety of the Brit run, yeah, is he's like, like trying like, so like, furious to get him out as like his as like this pneumatic press is like pressing down on him, and he knows like he's gonna crush his own son. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you know the the press breaks and. He's like cradling his son as he walks out because you find out his son has the same powers as him. Yeah, and then he just fucking hauls off and just clubs him with the kid. Yeah, and the a- kid has the biggest smile he's on his like, face. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, "Oh my god, yes!" As he's like being used as a baseball bat. Basically, yeah. it's both <laughs> horrifying and hilarious. And hilarious because you're like, yeah. he's a father. That's not, but also that's funny as hell. It is. It's just like boom. That's your nephew. <laughs> yeah, it, it's but, it's pretty funny, but like, it, it's a consistent trend that as soon as Kirkman leaves the book, yeah, it goes downhill. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it's true, and like, this is the cream of the crop when it comes to these three sort of, you know. So like, I would highly recommend reading Brit. But yeah. yeah, you're right. There's sort of a bunch of there's a whole filler middle section that's just kind of like, oh. yeah, this last volume, this last volume is a complete skip. The other three volumes definitely go read. Yep. Yeah, yep. the other three volumes are so good. The three volumes that Kirkman wrote are really enjoyable. This mm-hmm. last volume is still fun, but it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's like he had one. I don't know why he like. I think it's like Kirkman once he got kind of bigger at Image after like the second wave of books he got to write were all a bunch of original stories that were like twists on certain genres like The Walking Dead and Thief of Thieves and Outcast and um, what was the other one he did um, with the guy who jumps between two dimensions. I forget what he's called again. Oh, oh! I don't remember King, either. King King Row or something like that, or King's I don't know something like that. Yeah, I should read it though because apparently it's cool. But I was on that book for a while, and then it got a little, got re- like a little repetitive. Well, I mean, I'll just say that like Kirkman sometimes. No, I won't say it here. <laughs> it's from another time. It's it got, from another time. My problem with that book was that it got a little predictable and a little um, samey. But I can't even remember the title. So. Yeah, I can't even remember the fucking title either, because, like, to be fair, since Invincible and Walking Dead have wrapped, I haven't really jumped on a lot of new comics since then. That's fair. You know? Saga's the other big one I'm reading, and I, I need to jump back on it, so... Yeah. Well, uh, it should be coming back and wrapping up soon, too. Cool. I'm probably gonna end up having it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I gotta say, in, in regards so far to the extended Kirk verse that we've read, yeah. this has definitely taken the cake. Um, I like this the best of the uh, three that three different titles we've read mm-hmm. so far. Um, the first three volumes were, I think, the best. This last volume, not so much, but yeah. still pretty fun. Like, his sister and his whole origin story is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can skip it. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, skip that last volume. Yeah. You know? Uh, I would say, too, it's like, Brit is probably the most important of these characters that shows up in, in the Invincible, like, yeah. main comic, where, like, of all of his other extended characters, the, the Brit is, like, a character with dialogue and has arcs and is, like, in there. And, like, I'm pretty sure he ends up, like, a, a pretty integral member, a member of the, Guardian of the Guardians of the Globe. I just fell out of my face, that word, <laughs> that stuff. Because, I mean, he's, a, he's the main character of the book, Guarding the Globe, so. And Invincible Universe. Yeah. Which will be fun books to talk about, because I can't actually wait to talk to characters like Best Tiger someday. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, alright, I say read Brit. Yeah, definitely read definitely read Brit. Um, definitely the first three volumes. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's about all I have to say, man. It's, it, it's Kirkman's Super Spy, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's fair. It's yeah. fair. I would say that I am the, uh, I'm the recently invulnerable Brennan. <laughs> <laughs>
And I'm the sadly increasingly vulnerable Andrew. <laughs> uh, take care, everybody. You have a good night, guys. This is a long way to stop this shit. Brit's okay. <laughs>